Hello and welcome to Nerd Girl Musings Podcast. My name is Jen and I'm so glad you're here. I can't believe that it is December already. Welcome to the crazy month, although with Black Friday turning into more like sales November, which goes to the end of December. I don't know. Things feel very weird this year, um, but I guess that's just 2020 in a nutshell. So today I want to talk about the movie Happiest Season. This is one that came out on Hulu the other day, uh, right around Thanksgiving. And because this is December and we need to talk holiday movies now, I figured this is a good time. It's been out almost a week, plenty of time for you to have captured a moment. Uh, the movie is only an hour and 42 minutes, so it's not a super long uh, flick, but I'm not going to detail this movie so much, mainly because it is really new. I want you to actually watch it and get the full effect of some of the scenes that I'm going to talk about, um, just because there's there's no way I could do it justice. This this movie had me feeling all the feels, to be honest. Um, I've watched it, I think, four times at this point, just to make sure that I I had a, a really good understanding before I talked about it, of course, uh, but also because I just like it. Uh, it has funny moments. It has some super sappy moments. I read a few reviews that it talked about, oh, this is such a downer of a movie, and why would anybody watch this, etc. Uh, but I'll be honest, it for some folks, this is real life. So without further ado, let's let's just chat about it. And um, here we go. So I I watched it the first time just to watch the movie, just to immerse myself, really get a good idea, get that initial first impression type of thing. Um, and then I started taking a few notes after the second time. It, like I said earlier, it had me feeling all the feels. And it came on a week that I was already feeling that way. So it seemed somewhat like a perfect storm to be more emotional maybe than normal. Um, so this movie is packed with an amazing cast and director. And it has a decent soundtrack. There's a new song by Tegan and Sarah at the very end of the movie, which is kind of catchy. And I find myself singing it more than I thought. Um, of course, it's a holiday movie. So you know that there are certain expectations. You know that there are shenanigans that are going to happen. But ultimately, we get some kind of a happy ending because that's how these movies are. Um, it may not be the ending that you expected it to be, but there will be one. It, it This movie felt very family stone to me in a way. Um, but for anybody that's ever been in this particular position, especially for those that are gay in this kind of a position, to see our story told or a story that reaches so many of us was just overwhelming to me. Um, and Clea Duvall, who was not only the director of this movie, she was also the writer. Um, she said that she wanted to see something that reflected more her story. And this is the first uh, 
This is the first same-sex Christmas film produced by a major studio, which might sound sort of, um, you know, it's 2020. Why Why do we need to make that known? Why does it matter? I'll tell you why it matters. Because for the first time, I saw some of the things that I experienced or that I have struggled with in my life in a film. And it was portrayed by characters that I respect. It was written by someone that gets it. And it wasn't serving, it wasn't lip service to appease a certain group. Um, I didn't feel like we had picked certain actresses because of how they would appeal to the straight men that might be watching it. And too many movies fall into that category. So um, nothing against those that were cast as actors. They are brilliant. I think they are beautiful in their own ways. But we're not talking actors that most most straight, uh, what's the word that they use in the movie, heteronormative people would look at and be like, oh, okay, yeah, this. Uh, I'll watch it because I love this person. It's more about the story. And I don't think we get that very often. So, um, but like I said, it, it felt very family stone in a way. Um, the description from IMDb actually gives a, a better description than I think I could put my own words into. So they say it's a, a holiday romantic comedy that captures the range of emotions tied to wanting your family's acceptance, being true to yourself, and trying not to ruin Christmas. I think gay, straight, I, I think anybody can relate to that. No matter what it is, you're You know, everybody wants to be accepted by their family. I don't think any one group has has the monopoly on that. Everybody wants that acceptance, and um, to to have a story set at the holiday where typically tensions are running higher. Maybe you're going home for the first time in a long time. Um, You're dipping your toe back into that life. Uh, For some people, like myself. I moved away over 20 years ago. And so when I go home, it's it's awkward. It's weird. Uh, and sometimes I'll sit back and I'll imagine, what would have happened if I stayed here? What, what would this life look like had I stayed there? And a lot of my um, classmates from school, they all stayed. They lived the life that... I probably would have lived. They've got their perfect home with their picket fence with their 2.5 children, their dog, and maybe a cat. They have a boat. They go out to the beach on the weekends. um, And that's just the, the way it is. And my life is very different from that. And so when I have to step back into it, it can just be, it takes me outside of who I typically am. So let's talk about the cast of this movie. Um, we have some, our, our, our main couple in this movie is Abby and Harper, played by Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis. Uh, Kristen Stewart is kind of the awkward, quirky, as we've seen her in some ways in the past, but she has a, a, a comedic timing in this movie that I think is, is really interesting. It's a side of Kristen Stewart I don't think we've seen before. And I have liked her since way back when, uh, even pre-Twilight, 
but I have always liked Kristen Stewart. I love this Kristen Stewart. I, I don't know if it's because she is being true to herself now. And so we can start to see that in her role and in her acting, but this was a, a perfect fit for her. And then Mackenzie Davis, um, she, most people probably know her as the new Terminator from um, the Terminator 4 movie that just came out. So she was very uh, in shape for that movie. And this is kind of the opposite. So they, her hair is normally like a blondish, uh, dirty blonde. Um, they had her go brunette. She plays this uh, perfect daughter, and that's kind of how the family introduces her. You know, she is the one that that has the future, and and she's going to do things. And it sounds like she's a a columnist or she she's a writer um, of some sort. And then we've got mom and dad. So we have Tipper and Ted. Uh, Tipper is pay, uh, played by Mary Steenburgen, who will forever in my mind be Clara Clayton from Back to the Future. But, you know, she's been acting since before I was born. So um, I'm sure she's been in a lot of different things over the years that people can relate to her, but she's always going to be Clara Clayton to me. And then we have um, Dad Ted, who is played by Victor Garber. And he's been in about everything. Um, I know him mostly as Professor Callahan from Legally Blonde or Mr. Andrews in the Titanic. Um, and, or even Bill Atchison in, uh, First Wives Club. So those were some of the, you know, some of the big things that, that Victor Graber has been in. Um, and then we have Clea Duvall and I don't think she really needs a big introduction. She's had a long career. She has done a, a variety of different things. Um, down the road, I'm going to talk about a movie that she did that I really loved. Um, but I'm a cheerleader. It was great, but she has really been stepping behind the camera and into the writing scene lately. So I think we have a lot of interesting movies and perspectives coming from Clea Duvall. The supporting cast was absolutely amazing. And I will admit that I have no idea or had no idea who any of them were uh, when I first watched the movie, but I loved them all. I, they were just amazing. So we have Sloan, uh, which is, Played by she's played by Allison Brie, and she is a the, the snotty older sister. Um, and I had to do a double take because for a second I thought it was Sarah Michelle Geller. Um, there's a scene where they're in the kitchen and just kind of the sideways that she talks. It it I had to back it up and double check. Uh, but she is the perfect mom with a family, had a an amazing law career, and she left that to raise her twins. And they, it drives me nuts that they keep calling them the twins. The twins have a question. The twins want to sing a song, the twins. It just, anyway, um, she is also very competitive with Harper. So it seems like everything that they do is a competition. And, um, I don't think that's abnormal. I didn't grow up with siblings, so I don't know how that is, but it seems pretty normal from most people that I know. And then we have Jane, played by Mary Holland, who is also the co-writer of this movie. And 
she is just quirky and kooky and in an amazing way. She steals the scene every time she pops in. And that's kind of how it is. She pops in here and pops in there. Um, you know, there's there is one particular part where uh, the, the her two older sisters are um, kind of spilling their secrets. And she stands up and she's like, I don't have any secrets, but I'm an ally. It just, it was great. Um, she has no expectations or her parents have no expectations of her. And all we know really is that she's taken at least 10 years and she's writing a book and she's creating this world. Um, it sounds like it's a fantasy world of some type. And um, so she's been deep into working on that for years. We have the best friend of Abby, played by John, uh, or the character's name is John, played by Dan Levy. Uh, he is the perfect gay best friend. And I, again, I was yesterday years old when I learned that he created or is a co-creator of Schitt's Creek with his dad, Eugene Levy. Who knew? So I uh, learned something new. And I, I mean, I guess I could have looked at his eyebrows and been able to tell that. But um, we also have a character named Riley, played by Aubrey Plaza. She's the ex that, uh, that lost out because Harper could not be herself. And um, Anna Gasteyer, for people that used to watch SNL back in the day, um, she makes a, a small appearance in the movie as the person that um, dad or Ted is trying to get a major donation from. He is running for mayor, and, and that's about all that we know. He just needs some money, and um, he's got his political campaign. So um, the opening montage is it's like drawings of our couple, and it kind of shows them building their relationship. So you can see, you know, the beginning and how it started. And then and then you can see um, Halloween and Thanksgiving. And so they have all these little scenes. So it's very sweet. It's, it's a great opening. Um, you know, it's, it's such a, a decent movie that I don't know that it would have done well as a box office movie. But uh, streaming like this, I think it found its home, definitely. Um, Kristen Stewart has gotten a lot of, of crap over the years for uh, the Twilight movies and kind of her acting and how she handles interviews. And um, I think this movie is, is perfect for her. She's, she fits Abby so perfectly and and in some interviews she had said that when her and Clea were were kind of creating Abby there's a lot of Clea Duvall in her character so um, I think that also based on kind of the way that I've seen Clea Duvall act over the years and interviews I, I would agree that that's probably similar to how she is um, so after a fun opening scene, we find the happy couple driving to Harper's parents' home, and you can tell all of a sudden that she has something that she needs to say. And she's like, hey, do you remember when I told you that I came out to my parents this summer and they were good with it? And uh, she's like, well, that wasn't really true. Uh, we find out that she didn't actually tell them, uh, but she promises that she will after the holidays. So Abby's famous last words, it's only five days. How bad can it be? 
And as anybody that has ever gone home or has ever been in a a similar situation, that's throwing down a challenge to the universe that you probably just don't want to do. Um, But, you know, the introductions are kind of comical and Abby is reduced to Harper's roommate who happens to be an orphan. Um, And so there's kind of a a running joke with some of that. Um, We learned dad is running for mayor. So everything is about appearances and being the perfect family. And so, you know, when you throw a gauntlet like that down, shenanigans are going to ensue and all hell is going to break loose. Um, And there are a couple of quotes, um, which, which I took from the movie that I think I think kind of sum up the movie. So in one point, Harper was really upset and she says, uh, you know, the love in our house was not something that we got for free. It was something that we fought for and we competed for. I know if I tell them, I will lose them. But if I don't tell them, I will lose you. And that's a, that's a very real uh, fear and concern. Um, And then when Abby is talking with John and she's trying to figure out what to do next, he has some very wise and sage advice for her. And they share probably one of the best conversations that I've ever heard describing what this moment is like. Um, And he says, you know, Harper coming out to her parents has nothing to do with you. Everyone has their own story and it's different. And once you say those words, you can't unsay them. A new chapter has ended and a new one has begun, and you have to be ready for that. So there are some pretty deep, deep moments. Uh, If you've ever gone home for the holidays or you've been the partner that went home for the holidays, you can relate to the, you know, the tour of the house and seeing things like your teenage self. Uh, was still there or like you were coming home to live there again tomorrow. Um, I think all families fall into one of two categories. They either keep their kids stuff just as it is. You know, like we see in Harper's bedroom, we have a photo of her and her high school boyfriend. We've got trophies and, and all kinds of things in all these rooms. Or your parents gutted the room, boxed up your stuff and turned it into a, an office or a crafting room or, you know, something like that. And while some people might scoff at this movie and say it's cheesy, my guess is that they're just not able to relate to it. If you've ever had to hide who you were or who you love, or if you've known the risk of of being true to yourself, there is so much truth for some of us in this movie. And while some people might call it a downer or a sad tale, to some of us, this has been our life. It's, It's our reality. It's the way we have lived our world. And... To anyone who has ever asked their partner or significant other not to come along or to be that friend or the roommate while the parents still ask about Jeremy that you dated in high school, I think this movie is a good one for you. I've gone through this myself for many, many years. Uh, First, it was many years of being afraid to admit who I was. And then it was hiding the person that I loved away. And even one year, I stooped so low that I asked my partner to leave the house for the holiday so my parents could come here and visit. Once we bought our house, I promised I would never, ever do that again. I would never ask her to leave her house. And I don't think I've ever spent a holiday with my family since. So I understand the fear of losing family and having to choose. 
Life is not a Hallmark movie where someone comes out to their family and everyone just accepts them and loves them unconditionally. For some of us, there are conditions. That's the price that we paid to be who we are and to be true to who we are. Some of us lost uh, families completely and some, like myself, lost them partially. I've not had a family holiday in, in 20 years and I have also never been able to bring the person that I love home for a visit in over 20 years. I never get to fully be me, and that's, that's the condition of being true to myself. So holidays are the hardest because I, I love to be surrounded by family, and, and I love the traditions and, um, and just creating something fun to look forward to and, and learning about how this other person interacts with your family, but I can't. As I get older, I see more families being accepting and welcoming to their kids, and it gives me such hope. Uh, hope is that someone else doesn't lose, lose their family or that they don't have to choose. I had a great conversation uh, last week with, with an old friend um, who had moved away while we were in elementary school or middle school. And, you know, we kind of keep touch over the years through social media, and, and we had a chance to do a, a video call, which was a lot of fun. And to hear her talk about being accepting and loving of her kids for just who they are, um, I actually shed a tear, and I'm, I'm kind of choking up now because it's, there is nothing more that I want than that. And... You shouldn't have conditions. People should love who they love, and you should love your, your people anyway. Um, you know, and, and it's one of those things that, like I said, it's not a Hallmark movie. We all don't get that perfect happy ending. Our families don't all of a sudden grab a pride flag and start going to pride with you. And um, some people get that, and it's amazing. And to be, you know, why would you not want to be fully a part of your child's life? I just don't understand that. Um, and to never know who they are and to never know this person that they're spending their life with. I just don't understand why people would do that. But it happens. And I think this movie gives us hope. Um, watch through the credits because it's fun. You get to see... Uh, Tipper's Instagram, and you get to see the the various things that the family does and how they're supporting one another and how much growth we see in this family within a year. And uh, it gives me so much hope. And for anyone that has ever had to choose or for anyone that has ever stood up and said, yes, this is who I am, and knowing you are going to lose everything, I hear you. I, I feel you. It's the hardest thing in the world, but stay true to yourself. Um, you know, like I said, this was more of a summary rather than, or a review rather than a summary, mainly because I think this is one you just need to watch. Uh, it's out now on Hulu, so make sure that you go check it out. And that's all that we have for our episode today. Make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you never miss out and head on over to Instagram and say hello and make sure to give us a like. Have a good day and be well.